0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of murphy's league today's episode we're going to be previewing week 10 of the nfl it's crazy how fast this nfl season is going but it's going to be a pretty typical episode i'm going to cover some of my favorite games going to talk some of the odds i've got a few bets that i like it's not a crazy good week for betting but there's some lines that i will talk about like some over-unders on there too so i'll give my opinions about those just break down a few more games besides that that i think people maybe aren't talking enough about or might be a little more interesting matchup than they're giving credit for um there's a lot of buys this week again so a lot a little bit less to talk about so it'll probably be a shorter episode and then i'm going to close this episode out by my weekly power rankings i'm going to have top 10 and then the first two out that just missed i'll talk about as well so i'm here to break it all down for you guys hope you enjoy this episode and let's get right into it Alright, so I'm going to go in a little bit of a different order than how I just said in my intro. I'm actually going to start with my power rankings, just get those out of the way pretty quickly. I don't have too much to say about the game, so I might spend a little more time on these rankings. Uh, It was pretty hard to make these. There's a lot of teams that um, I don't know if I have all my faith in. They have better records than they suggest. There's a couple teams that I left out that I'm sure some people aren't going to be too happy about. And there's maybe some teams in the top 10 that people won't love as well having over other teams but that's okay i'm here for it all that's all good Um, i'm feeling pretty confident about my top three and then you can kind of do a lot of different variations of four to twelve but i think there is a pretty clear cut top of the um, tier list types teams so I mean, number one it's not a surprise anymore that the only undefeated team left um they have a pretty easy remaining schedule and they've been very dominant in a lot of these games the eagles number one still i mean they've got it all right we we all know how good they can be um how dynamic they can be they they love the big play which is really important today's nfl uh, they can beat you in a million different ways they've got arguably the best secondary in the league right now uh, cj gardner johnson looking like a really sleeper acquisition we all knew that they kind of stole him from the saints but i just i don't think any of us had any idea how valuable he'd be immediately um, he's tied to the league in picks now they've got him playing a more traditional free safety role and he's really thriving in that role but i mean it goes deeper than that they've just got guys making plays all over the field um obviously their weapons are incredible we know how good their run game is miles sanders is having a really good season jalen hurts dynamic is all hell really good play calling offensively and defensively and then just good co- personnel to compliment it so i mean the eagles are the best team in the league right now and i don't really think it's much of a debate At number two We got a new team at number two number two of the kansas city chiefs i think the bills have really come back down to earth in the last couple weeks even their win against the packers wasn't too impressive they were allowing a ton of yards on the ground and josh allen had one of the worst games of his season he followed it up with his worst game of the season against the jets jets defense really impressive but i mean beyond that the bills just can't win football games if josh allen is going to play as reckless as he has been that's the reason why i have the chiefs at two right now Mahomes is just playing a little smarter with the football it feels like they can win in a lot of different ways i'm actually really impressed with that tennessee win because yeah you can argue it shouldn't have been that close and tennessee just doesn't have the personnel to match up with kansas city so it shouldn't have been as close as it was and that's definitely a valid argument but i like tennessee to keep it close in this one um i remember you guys if you guys remember i was talking about that before the game started and that's playoff type football you know really really getting down in the trenches not really winning the way you traditionally winning i know mahomes had a shit ton of pass attempts in this one they kind of escaped the run so you could argue there's some similar problems but i mean this feels like the type of game that the bills would have lost and obviously the bills blew out the titans earlier in the season but that was not the same titans team they don't have that sort of identity they have now against the uh that they established against the chiefs this game um so i really just like what the chiefs were able to do in this one even with their offense not scoring a touchdown in overtime they ended up winning it anyways because their defense was able to hold off so it was a good team win and the bills there are some concerns right now um obviously josh allen so it's no surprise the bills are at three i guess i can transition to that josh allen has a little bit of an elbow issue i don't expect it to be a problem and i'll actually talk about that line once i get to that game but I think he's going to be fine. Obviously, they're not releasing a whole bunch of information about it because, you know, they don't want to just reveal their game plan. They want the Vikings to be preparing for Case Keenum, best case scenario. And then, you know, Josh Allen is just full go, able to, you know, be the Josh Allen we now know and love. Obviously, had his really like coming out party against the Vikings a few years ago in his sophomore year, um, where I think they were like 11 point underdogs and then they ended up just thumping the Vikings. Um, everyone is super shocked about that. That was three or four years ago at this point. But my point is, excuse me, Josh Allen, even after he hurt that elbow, he launched an absolute bomb to Gabe Davis traveled nearly 70 yards throughout the air. I think it was like the longest throw in the last six years or something like that per next gen stats. So I think he'll be fine is what i'm trying to say and i'll get to that line once i get to it because they are playing the minnesota vikings this week and that line is getting closer and closer and closer as we hear less and less about josh allen but obviously you don't really love to bet on games where there's a little bit of mystery in the air but i think he's going to be good to go and i just think the bills are a better football team than the minnesota vikings i think the minnesota vikings are due to come back down to earth a little bit i still think there's two other teams that are better than them in the nfc which are my next two teams so number four i have the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, you've heard me We've been preaching about this team. This team is loaded. They're getting healthier each and every single week. They've got a really big game this week against the Chargers. They're obviously seven point home favorites, and for good reason. Debo should be back. Um, Christian McCaffrey's a full go, as we know. But I mean, defensively, they're getting a ton of guys back. They've had. Injuries all over the place and they've had like good depth pieces step up for them in huge spot spots Especially Ufunga funga a standout amongst those guys in Jimmy Ward's absence but I mean just getting those guys back and having those depth pieces Even if they're not going to be full-time starters when they're back is going to be huge I was looking at their injury report and it's looking like they've got, they're have they going to get a lot of guys back. Kyle Juszczyk should be back. Jason Verrett is back in limited fashion. Jimmy Ward is going to be back in this one. Trent Williams um, did not participate in practice on Wednesday, but that's non-injury related, so he should be good to go. Um, and then Juwan Jennings, who's someone you can't count out, he should be back in this one. So, again, getting a lot of guys back healthy. I think each and every single week, this team is just going to get better and better. And we all know how good and lethal Shanahan can be in the playoffs um, we all know how good their playmakers can be. If Jimmy can just keep his head afloat, which we, we, we've seen many times he can manage games. He can win big games. If they just don't ask him to do too much. Um, this team is good enough where they're still going to be able to be a lot of teams in the NFC. And me personally, I still think they are the best second best team in the NFC behind the Eagles. At number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I still have them slightly above the Minnesota Vikings and it's mostly due to their defense. I just think If they were to play each other tomorrow even if it were in minnesota i think i'd prefer to take the dallas cowboys um obviously i'm a big micah parsons fan but i just think as long as this group stays healthy they have key contributors and key playmakers at each and every single of the most important positions so if they can just keep it up um they should be absolutely fine their d-line has a bunch of dogs they've got a great rotation there between fowler armstrong d-law um, Micah Parsons, obviously, a lot of playmakers there. Trayvon Diggs on the back end, actually having a really good year. Obviously, he's known as a Feaster fam and quarterback, but in, he's been feasting. <laughs> he really has. He's leading the league in pass deflections. He's only allowing like a 74.5 passer rating or something like that against, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, he's having a really good year. I like it the way they'd be able to match up uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, theoretically, if they were to meet in the playoffs or anything like that. Um, and I still think they're slightly better than the Minnesota Vikings. I just trust them a little bit more, especially with the way just, it all seems so cohesive right now. They're running the ball really damn well. Um, I, I trust Dak Prescott in these moments and I just love what their defense is doing. Their defense is really the tiebreaker for this one over the Minnesota Vikings. Now the Minnesota Vikings at a number six. So obviously the fourth best team in the NFC, um, that's a little indicative of their record not being, um, so reflective of how good this team has been they obviously only have one loss this year but it's been a lot of really really close games they've let some teams hang around that really shouldn't be hanging around it really looked like washington was the better team for two and a half three quarters last week so i mean there's still some ups and downs in these teams but they're finding ways to win football games um defensively i think they have had you know a bit of breaks at moments patrick peterson's having a really really good year zadarius smith was a great ac- acquisition for them But i think they're still vulnerable in some aspects and i just again i don't like how close they've kept some of these games against teams that really had no business being as close as they were like the commanders like the bears before they really figured out that was a very close game um and maybe i'm just a little bit lower on the vikings than some but they're still my number six team so you got to give them a lot of respect in that regard at number seven i have the miami dolphins um This was tough. I was about to put the Dolphins higher, and part of me thinks they can be higher, but defensively, they've just had a lot of breakdowns, and especially the way they match up with some of these teams in the NFC or sorry, in the, in the AFC. Well, I guess both. I mean, if theoretically they were to play the Niners, the Cowboys, the Vikings, I still think I would like those teams a little bit more than the Dolphins right now. Maybe it's that two effect. Maybe I'm just a hater. Um, but I think it's mostly this defense. This defense has been very underwhelming thus far. I still think they have really, really good personnel, and I, li- I like a lot of the things they do with their scheme, i.e. in that, you know, Bill's game week three was a really indicative of what how creative they can be defensively and what adjustments they can make. Um, I still think Bradley Chubb was a really good add for him, and I still think they're going to be a lot better. I expect this team to work its way up these rankings um, as the season goes on, but right now i got to have them at seven. Maybe it's just these these records, and I think these teams are just a little bit better, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know let me know what you think of this is this too low for the miami dolphins the more i think about it it might be a little too low maybe i should have put them above the vikings maybe i should have swapped them in the vikings i still feel pretty comfortable having the cowboys and the 49ers up above them um but again there's definitely an argument to be made there that they could beat the 49ers they could beat the cowboys um especially if they're down there at home in miami but again this is all theoretical it really doesn't matter at the end of the day um and maybe this is just my previous bias talking maybe i'm still not entirely sold on this whole thing and i think it might come back down to earth a little bit just because it's still a first year head coach um obviously that comes with great benefit to to him in many ways because people are unfamiliar with what he's going to run he's a brand new guy um and that gives him an advantage but if people do catch on eventually which it's very hard to catch on to speedsters like this um it could be a little bit different results and i still think they're a little bit too reliant on tua if that makes sense um i don't think they're running the ball effectively enough and again their defense has just been disappointed up to this point i think there's much better defenses in this league so miami dolphins at number seven let me know what you guys think of that at number eight i have the baltimore ravens the baltimore ravens i mean you got to give them credit where it's due. do they just c- continue to find ways to win football games lamar jackson pay that guy um as soon as possible because his value is only going to go up anyways roquan smith made his debut last week he looked like he belonged immediately which is gonna be really interesting what they do this offseason because obviously they're kind of in a bind where they have to pay roquan because they just gave up all that draft capital for him but they know damn well they they're gonna have to pay lamar too so it's gonna be really interesting to see how they figure that out um, especially with you know cap space is growing but i mean still paying it off by a linebacker while you're gonna have to basically make lamar one of the highest paid players in in nfl history it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how they manage that situation but i still have a lot of faith in this ravens front office i think they'll be able to figure it out but regardless my point is the ravens have had a ton of injuries recently they should get some guys back soon mark andrews i expect him you know to have an impact and if not this week then the next weeks to come and i still think he's gonna be fine rashad bateman injury obviously really hurts but that's not what this team is all about anyways they're obviously a very much run first team they're more dependent on their scheme and lamar and what he can open up in the past game due to his you know just pure threat as a runner Um, so receiver is just not that valuable of a position in this offense, even though, you know, it's an increasingly receiver lenient league and receivers seem to be, you know, the new thing that everyone wants to go and get. I'm not too worried about that, and they showed that for a lot of different reasons against the Saints. Um, they still found ways to be very effective with the ball, even with running backs being beat up and just so many just so many injuries offensively, it, it looks like the exact same well-oiled machine. Kenyon Drake has really picked up the slack in JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards' absence, and those guys are going to be back eventually, so that should really help some relieve some pressure off of him. And yeah, I mean, overall, the Baltimore Ravens are just still a very competitive football team, leading the AFC North um it's gonna be really interesting to see how it comes down between them and the Bengals. number eight baltimore ravens number nine gotta give them respect credit where it's due um they could be falling into a little bit of a trap this game i can't believe i'm saying that because the bucks have looked so bad but the seattle seahawks are the number nine football team in the nfl right now they're two and a half point underdogs which i didn't really understand um and then i started thinking about it germany's a absolute mission for them they're definitely getting the worst out of this that is a huge time change for them obviously three hours difference between them and tampa i think it's like a nine hour difference um for the west coast and then it'd be a six hour for tampa so i mean they've been playing much better football than tampa bay but regardless this isn't about that game right now i'll break that down once i get to it what i'm trying to get to is the seattle seahawks are the ninth best team in the nfl right now um they're winning games in all sorts of ways geno smith even when he you know kind of has those lulls where he looks like old geno smith the very next drive is just turned back around he's back into mvp mode um i love everything about this team um just really really damn good personnel one of the best draft classes i've seen the last you know basically my entire life just how quickly they've turned this thing around um i love what they're doing in all aspects of the football they've got great personnel everywhere and i just don't know what else to say except this is just a good football team really well coached and that they're being led by an mvp caliber quarterback right now um who's just playing mistake free football and they're doing all the things right you want to see from an NFL football team. At number ten, again, gotta give them respect where it's due. They're coming off the biggest win of the season, um, possibly their biggest win of the last like five seasons for this team. I've got the New York Football Jets, not the Giants. The Jets. The Giants obviously coming off a bye week. Um, the Giants just by way of being on bye and maybe not being talked about as much. And I still think there's a little bit of pretender going on there. Um, fall out of my top 10 but i have the new york jets at number 10 i just in an increasingly past heavy league they prove they're proving how valuable to just lockdown corners are dj reed sauce gardner playing out of their minds against stefan Diggs and gabe davis last game i'm um, giving josh allen's all sorts of problems their pass rush being extremely productive all year long great just really excellent play all over the board good safety play from jordan whitehead um really good linebacker play their defensive line is looking so damn good with quinn and williams leading the way um and then of course their cornerback unit is elite really good run game offensive play calling zach wilson is really the biggest weak link of this team if they have You know a few different quarterbacks in there this would be a really damn good football team but at the end of the day if we've seen quarterbacks that are just average like case keenum and baker mayfield and all these guys that have had career years if you put the right system and scheme around them and right now that feels like where the new york jets are headed they just have so much young talent i love what i'm seeing from this team and their coaching is just doing an amazing job getting the most out of these guys so the new york football jets got to be at number 10. Now, just out of here and keep in mind this team would probably be like 6 if they did have Jamar Chase. I have the Bengals. Uh, that would be my number 11 team. Um obviously Joe Mixon coming off the best game of his career, one of the best games in running back history for a Cincinnati Bengals and just honestly, running backs in general, um 5 touchdowns, 200 plus yards. So, incredible stuff there if you have him on your fantasy team like I do. You're really stoked this week. Um but Jamar Chase is so huge for this team. He is such a difference maker. We saw that last year. If Jamar is not on that team, no way in hell the Bengals are making the Super Bowl. So... Yeah, without them there, they're not a top 10 team, but with him back, they'll be back in the top six, if I'm predicting. If they can just keep afloat in his absence, they'll be completely fine. And then number 12, again, this is just a team that just finds a way to fight, always seems to be not talked about enough in the media, and I think they really feed off of that. They are they have one of the best head coaches in the NFL, obviously coach of the year last year. The Tennessee Titans have to be my number 12 team. They've kept it super competitive with some teams that They haven't had any business to keep competitive with. And then they've obviously, they've swept. Um, they're in division rivals and the Colts and the Colts now seem to be in just absolute shambles. But regardless, the Tennessee Titans are still a damn competitive football team. And Mike Vrabel said it himself, the difference between the Tennessee Titans and everyone else in the league is we have Derek Henry. So <laughs> great quote there. Anyways, I'm going to stop this really quick. I was just rambling about the power rankings and I'm probably going to spend like 10, 15 minutes breaking down some games, not going to spend too much time on it. I'll be right back guys. Alright guys, so like I said, I'm not going to get too deep into some of these games, because honestly, there's just not too many interesting matchups in this one, There's again, there's a lot of buys this week, but I mean, there's just some matchups that are just, there's, it doesn't feel like there's much of a point in talking about them, um, Jaguars Chiefs in Kansas City, again, doesn't feel like much of a need to talk about that one, Saints Steelers, two teams that feel like they're really just in the dump, and I can't fucking predict saints game for shit this season um the steelers are pretty heavily favored among the public 66 percent of the money is on them so take that as you will i'm not even going to put my input on that one because again i just (laughs) i can't read the saints for shit the browns visiting the miami dolphins again kind of a wishy-washy game um we'll see if the browns can keep it close their run game has been excellent and led by nick chubb they're three and a half point dogs right now um but again I expect the Miami Dolphins to win that one it's not like the Browns are playing for too much this year um but there's a couple other games that are kind of interesting Cardinals Rams again just one of those games like Colts Raiders won't be talking about those types of games but anyways let's start at the top let's quickly cover Thursday night football I have a feeling not too many people listen to this before um there's no football so I'll just address it quickly right at the very start Falcons are playing the Panthers um again another chance to just retake the NFC South over the buccaneers that we just saw this matchup a couple weeks ago obviously it was the eddie pinheiro absolute meltdown dj moore taking his helmet off all that drama falcons ended up winning it in overtime i believe this one is back in carolina carolina has been a really really fucking weird team led by pj walker i expect him to start again Uh, dj moore has definitely had some more flashes in terms of fantasy production but it just seems like Far too little too late and this team just feels like they're just kind of missing an identity right now with Christian McCaffrey gone with quarterbacks coming in and out. Um, obviously interim head coach. I feel like whoa, I feel like this is a good spot. Excuse me. <laughs> I feel like this is a good spot for the Falcons to make right. Um get back on the W train after a really tough loss to the Chargers last week. And find a way to win this football game. 65% of the money is on them. I have to agree with the public on this one. I don't think there's too much analyzation here. We all know what the Falcons want to do. They want to run the shit out of the ball. And the Carolina Panthers, it's a lot less certain what they want to be doing. They've had games where they've looked really dominant in the run game, like the Bucks. They've had other games where PJ Walker is lit it up in the sky, like the Falcons, and a little bit in that box game. So just a really unpredictable football team. I think they come back down to earth a little bit in this one. I think the Falcons take it. Now jump into a game that i didn't know would be so important this far into the season but the germany game the buccaneers playing the seattle seahawks in munich germany again i already mentioned this game a little bit with the time change between the two teams um seattle is by far and away the better team right now they're just playing better football the public seems to agree with that with that they're two and a half point dogs so i think just purely value there i think you take the seattle seahawks and i completely understand the argument there they are the better football team um i would just take their money line straight up at that point um and this the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have basically gotten nothing going offensively. They've looked extremely inconsistent. They're way too reliant on a 45 year old Tom Brady throwing the shit out of the ball. They basically abandoned the run game. And even when they are doing it, it's not very effective in the slightest. The Seattle Seahawks defense has been extremely impressive over the last three weeks. Um, And i mean the bucks have just been anything but that they're defensively they've broken down in many ways they've gotten gashed against the run they've had some they've let up some really big plays in the passing in the passing game um and then obviously just tom brady and everyone not looking quite right offensively um but the same aspect that time change is a real thing they're they're coming off from one week ago they were just in seattle now they're heading over to germany um that time change could make a little bit different, dif- a little bit of a difference, but I don't think it matters at the end of the day. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game, um, and the Bucks continue their slide, continue to prove why they do not deserve to be in the playoffs. But <laughs> they're probably going to end up making the playoffs anyways because the NFC South is so bad. Regardless, that's not the point. Um, Seahawks are two and a half point dogs. They are a better team, for purely from a you know just value standpoint. I would take that and run with it. Um, but again, it could be a little bit of a trap for a bucks. They can't keep it close and it's going to be really interesting up next, excuse me again, Jaguars chiefs really don't want to talk about it. So we're going to jump to the Texans and the giants. This is a game that the giants coming off a bye, maybe not getting talked about as much anymore because there's just so much going on in this league. So many new upcoming teams. There's so much to talk about. And then of course, just. Teams that we expected to be dominant continue to slip, so there's a lot of really fun storylines going on in the NFL. My point is, the Giants have kind of been swept under the rug last week. If you have a bye, you kind of just like get forgotten about for a little bit because there's just so much else going on in this league to keep up with. They're currently four and a half point favorites, I believe. Um, yes, they're currently four and a half point favorites over the Houston Texans. Let me double check where this game is. I believe it's in New York, but I'm, I want to I make sure. Um, Texans versus Giants. It's in, yeah, so it is in New York. Obviously, the Houston Texans have only won one game this year. It's been really rough for them thus far. Um, the, but they kept it close for a whole half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Really impressive what they saw there. Damian Pierce, obviously standout player on this team. He has been absolutely incredible for them. The giants have been a little bit susceptible to the run on the ground recently um well obviously the run on the ground have been a little bit susceptible to run i expect damien pierce to have a pretty good game in this one i actually really like the texans to keep it closer than some people think i think you know if you can buy a point and buy them at like five points i'd be a lot more comfortable with that i think that's a very reasonable bet i believe you can actually buy five points for i think you can still get it for plus money i think you can get it for plus 100 obviously it might depend on your book and all that type of stuff but i do think the texans can keep it close in this one i think the giants are going to ultimately win the football game but they're really good in those crunch time situations they always seem to win these close games i expect them to do another something like that saquon's probably gonna have a pretty big one in this one if daniel jones can just limit his mistakes um i think one matchup that maybe people aren't talking about too much in this one is the texans do have a really good i mean they're kind of up and down i wouldn't say all together they've they haven't had one they've had a couple games where they brought it all together but it hasn't been too sustainable but they've got a really nice Young secondary and Derek Stingley and Jalen Petrie, I think they can give Daniel Jones some problems in this one because we've already seen it in the past. The biggest weakness of this team is just the lack of talent at the wide receiver position, the lack of separation they gain, um, all that t- all that type of stuff. So I think Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley can definitely keep it close for them if Daniel Jones makes any mistakes in this one. Um... The Texans can definitely give them a run for their money. I I mean, I expect Saquon to keep doing his thing. This defense is playing really, really damn good football. I think Wink, Wink Martindale is going to call a good game plan on this one. The over under in this one is 41. That feels like an under play. I don't know how close I'd get to that, but I do like the Texans to cover. I like them to keep it close, mostly due to their cornerback play and Damian Pierce, just chewing clock. And on the other side of the football, I think the Giants are going to do something pretty similar. I think they're going to be running the shit out of the ball as well, chewing a lot of clock. So the under at 41 is definitely tempting on this one, and the spread for the Texans. If you can buy five points, I would do that. Now, let's get to the game I did mention a little bit of. I said I was going to talk about this one. Vikings versus the Bills. I expect Josh Allen playing this one. This is more of a gut intuition feeling. I think they're really keeping... Uh, news on him limited so the vikings just don't know what's gonna come and it's all the way down to three and a half points in favor of the bills it is in buffalo too give me buffalo i i would run away with that i really like that their defense is still really damn good tradavius white should be back in this one they're not just gonna throw him out there against um excuse me just against justin jefferson right off the bat but i mean regardless dane jackson some other kair elam are two rookies who have been playing really really well for the buffalo bills and i expect them to I, i'll just somewhat contain not that you can really contain justin jefferson but just not have him absolutely take over this game um they've, they've been really good against the run they've had some moments where they've gotten gashed, but i still like their defensive line personnel um and kirk cousins i just don't really know if i trust him in a position like this this defense just feels like they're playing on a different level um josh allen's gonna want to you know, proof to the world that he's still the MVP caliber talent that he is. He's had two really rough games. I think they stick with the run a little bit more in this one and try not to rely on him so much. Um, so I'm not really eyeing the over in this one, which I know a lot of people have been talking about coming into this game. It's currently at... Where the hell is it? It's like I'm staring at it, but I can't find it. 44. It's currently at 44. Um, I don't know if I'd go near that, but I really do like the Bills to cover. I think they win big here. I think Kirk Cousins throws a pick or two. Um maybe a defensive touchdown from the bills hot take no nah, i don't know but i i do like the bills to cover three and a half points i think they win by more than a field goal i think they're back to prove to the world that they are still one of if not the best team in the league and i think the vikings correct a little bit and they maybe show some of their cracks coming off you know a big win a big emotional win maybe they i wouldn't say they underestimate the bills because you just can't do that but maybe they just aren't as focused on this game um coming off a six game win streak feeling good we'll see I like the bills to cover in this one that might be a little bit of a hot take now i gotta talk about the lions and the bears again both these teams not really playing for much i don't really give a shit i'm still gonna talk about it it's still my team lions coming off the biggest win they've had in like three years fucking probably more than that honestly um <laughs> and the bears looking amazing offensively as of recently um bears not heavily favored in this one, but publicly 81% of the money is on this one. So you can see, you know, where the people are leaning with this one. They're currently, qu- currently, they're currently three point favorites. Um, I believe this game is at home too, um, should have checked this before. Sorry guys. Just gonna double check. Um, I believe it's at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's at home. It's in Chicago. So again, that definitely helps with Chicago back to back home games. Um, oh, and we're probably gonna go on a road trip in a little bit here. Anyways. My point is, uh, Lions have definitely had their moments, especially to start the year, where their offense looked absolutely explosive, looked like they could score, and basically anybody moved the chains effectively, Um, and I expect that Lions team to be back in this one. The Bears' defense has been absolutely atrocious the last few weeks. After that Patriots game, they just decided to call out, um, obviously we are missing some of our best players cuz we traded them away. Roquan obviously being gone now doesn't help, but I mean, I wasn't expecting it to just take this drastic of a turn to be this bad. It doesn't really matter cuz I think it's kind of the best of both worlds cuz we're seeing our offense be extremely dynamic and good, but we're still losing, so we're getting good draft capital cuz we weren't really like playing for this year anyways. So, in a way, it's kind of the perfect scenario. Um, but let's just let's let's beat the lines. I don't want the, I don't want no funky business. Let's just all around have a good defensive and offensive bout beat the show alliance regardless i don't think we're going to end up doing that i think the lions are going to end up um you know scoring a, a bunch of points as they want to and i think the bears are you know scored just as many if uh, hopefully more <laughs> so they can win this football game regardless i don't really i'm not really going near the spread in this one i lean towards the bears with the public i like the three points or now it's two and a half i think i would lean that way be more inclined to take that i'll probably you know Actually, I probably will put some money on that bet with my heart a little bit, but I really am eyeing the over of this game. It's at 48 and a half. I really think both these teams can easily put up more than 24 points with how bad these defenses have been. Obviously, the Lions defense having the best game of their career, or career, having the best game of their season last week, but I don't expect that to be sustainable. And the Bears offense has been dynamic, scoring on, you know, anyone they've wanted to the last three weeks. So I really like the over in this game at 48 and a half up next let's talk about the broncos versus the titans first off bleh, this game is going to be so ugly it is in tennessee if i'm not mistaken um god i should have checked a lot of these before i don't know why i didn't like have all these up my bad guys yeah it is in tennessee and i've been right about like all of them so i really haven't had to look them up <laughs> anyways um this started as a pick the tennessee titans are now two and a half point favorites um I do like the Tennessee Titans in this one. Uh, I would probably just take their money lines. It's not going to be that big of a difference anyways. It could be a really close game because these defenses are both really damn good for a lot of different reasons. The Broncos have been very susceptible to the run. So obviously that does not bode well against King Henry, who's, you know, running for 100 yards every fucking week. And a touchdown feels like he is just picked up right where he left off from last year. Um, And yeah the titans are playing much better defensively i guess that's another point i have to make in this one their secondary is playing a lot better they've had moments where they've been exposed terribly um that bill's game is really the worst where they they let up 41 points uh that was that got really out of hand but ryan tannehill should be back in this one as well but i mean getting back to their defense before i keep jumping around um their secondary is playing a lot lot better they've had really sticky coverage the last few weeks and we all know how good this defensive line is Autry just an incredible player. Another two sacks last week. We all know how good Jeffrey Simmons can be. So I love their personnel. I love their coach. I love the way they match up against this Broncos team. And I really think the Broncos are going to struggle in this one. I would take Tennessee pretty big. Um, Maybe if you don't want to buy their points, because again, offensively, they can definitely have some struggles and the Broncos have shown a lot Um, of good things defensively. That's really their one good thing, especially in their secondary. I get it if you don't want to buy the points, but I would take their money line. That's really where I'd be leaning in this one. And um, I think King Henry's going to have a good game. I think their defense is going to feast. I love Mike Rabel. They always seem to find ways to win football games, and this is at home for them. So I really like the Tennessee Titans in this one. The over-under is currently sitting at 39. That's definitely an under I'd be eyeing as well. I'm not going to say I love it or anything, but that's definitely something I'd be eyeing. I'm probably going to end up taking it. Um, Maybe you guys should too. Up next, I'm not going to talk about Colts Raiders because it's Colts Raiders. Let's talk about the Cowboys versus the Packers. So a storyline coming out this week is, should the Packers be starting Jordan Love soon? Now they've got a really tough slate coming up between, they've got the, I believe they've got the Cowboys, let me me double check They've got the Cowboys, Titans, and then I think the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. So again, a really, really tough slate um yeah eagles and then the bears after that who all of a sudden you know look like a really competitive football team um feels like they beat the packers right now which is fucking crazy i can't believe i'm saying that um but regardless this packers team we know how in shambles they are we know how frustrated aaron Rodgers looks this seems to be like a lost season they're not really playing for much at all the dallas cowboys have a lot to play for still in the race for the lead in the nfc east still one of the best teams in football one of the best defenses in football i think they're gonna absolutely feast against this packers team um i could definitely see a defensive touchdown i could definitely see another pick from aaron Rodgers. um they have been a little bit susceptible to the run on the ground, so Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon can do their thing, but I think we see a similar situation to the Bills game where they just can't keep up offensively, and all they can do effectively is run the ball. That's not really going to help them in the long run, so I really like the Dallas Cowboys in this one. I really like them to cover those 4.5 points that they're being given right now. Um and I think they're going to do it pretty handily. I, I I really would say that the over/under in this game is currently forty-two and a half. Um, I I don't think I'd be touching that because I could I could genuinely see like the Packers just getting shut out in this game and scoring basically no points at all, and the Cowboys wouldn't be able to cover that by themselves. So even if the Green Bay Packers score like you know a couple touchdowns in there, I, I just don't really love that from a from a betting point of view. I don't think that's where the value is. I think it's more in the Cowboys spread because I think defensively they're just going to the shit out of Aaron Rodgers. I think we see another really frustrated Aaron Rodgers week. And in a way it makes a lot of sense why the storyline about Jordan love is coming out because again, their next three games are tough. And I don't think it would be entirely out of the picture to approach Aaron Rodgers say, Hey, we're going to sit you. Uh, you don't have to take a beating anymore. Obviously we know how much he's getting paid le- next year. Let's at least try to play this Jordan guy, try and trade him to a team and try and get some more draft capital. I don't think that's so outlandish. Um, especially because I, Aaron just feels extremely frustrated right now. Maybe he just needs a little bit of time away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you need, but let's move on to the chargers and 49ers. Um, this game is Sunday night football. It is in San Francisco, San Francisco coming off a bye week. Um, if I'm not, mis- yeah, they, they were on bye last week. Um, this game, the 49ers are currently seven point favorites. That feels very reasonable. The chargers are still so beat up. Like I said earlier, the niners are getting healthier and healthier. So Uh, justin herbert's incredible but he can't do it all by himself austin eckler we all know how incredible he is as well he's so important for that team right now he's so much of that their offense i really think that the 49ers are going to scheme to take him out of this game plan which is nearly impossible he's still going to get his work and he's still going to get a bunch of catches in this one with all the receivers still being beat up i.e mike williams and keenan allen looking like they're still not going to suit up in this one which just especially for keenan allen's sake that just sucks so bad um because he's been beat up basically all year long but i mean the spread totally makes sense to me i'd probably be staying away from this one as well the over under in this one is uh 46 that's something i'd definitely be eyeing more for that over the charges defense can't seem to stop anyone on the ground the 49ers run offense is fantastic we all know how good their weapons are coming off a bye week shanahan's definitely gonna have some really really cool plays schemed up i think they're not gonna be able to handle the 49ers at all but That leads to the Chargers throwing the shit out of the ball, really relying on Herbert, just keeping up in the scoreboard. So I think the over is a potential play in this one at 46. That feels a little bit low to me. I think they're just saying that because Herbert has no weapons. But if he's going to be throwing the damn ball all game anyways and playing catch-up, his numbers are going to be dumb. They're probably um gonna get their own they're gonna score their own touchdowns joshua Palmer is probably gonna be a big factor in this one uh, and again just expect austin eckler to just absolutely feast in this one now before i get done with this episode i'm just gonna quickly address the commander's eagles again this is a game i'm probably not going near the eagles are now i don't think this is accurate on this website it says they're 11 point favorites but i don't think that's right um i feel like it went all the way up to like 13 i could be wrong 2 days ago, 1 day ago, 2 days ago, is this going to load on my phone, hold on, the service is absolutely ass where I am, but I'm going to see if it load, if my um book will load, cause then I'll know, but I'm pretty sure they're like at least 12 and a half point favorites now, this says 11, either way I wouldn't really go near it, um, I think if anything the commanders can keep it a little close, just one of those division games. Uh, Their D-line has played really well. They've had really, really solid moments in this game, and obviously Heineke can do some really special things. Just seems out of dumb luck, or this dude's blessed, or I don't really get what the hell's going on with all that, but he makes it work. Um, Really fun to watch, I'll give him that. And um, this just feels like another W for the Eagles. This feels like they're just going to further separate. It is Monday Night Football, so obviously uh, prime time and, you know, The commanders can maybe do some things to keep it close but i really don't think there's that much to talk about in this one the over under in this one is at 44 again probably won't be going near it both of these defenses can do really good things and shut down games at times um and their offenses are a little fluky not the eagles offense that never seems to go away but the washington offense is very fluky so i'd probably be staying away from this one um if anything yeah i get why the commanders are favorited right now um as far as the public their 67 of the money is on their 11 point spread because they're obviously 11 point underdogs um but again i probably wouldn't even be touching that i don't really know what else to say about this game not too much to analyze here um And I guess that's going to be it for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to let me know by following me on Instagram, at Murphy's League. Uh, Like this, share this with your friends. I appreciate each and every single one of you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace out.